0: Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter.
1: Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Mr. Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is the everly bearded... Mike Sutherland. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm feeling good, fancy-free, and ready to talk about Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, That is our episode for the week. Um, We're also going to talk about Flicks of the Week. Mine is going to be... 2013 spike jones film her hot shots hot shots part one part uno <laughs> part uh. Un. yes Un all right. and then uh we'll maybe we'll talk about a couple of the, the uh, trailers that popped up during comic-con maybe 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 not maybe not you're just gonna have to t- stay tuned in and i don't know maybe even skip to the end to find out yeah all right so all that and more take it away catherine all right here we go hold your ears folks it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. How you doing? 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 All right, let's do it. Where the fuck did that come from?
0: I don't know. It's I already getting, told you what I was going to do with that. You, like you listen.
1: baby names? you going to fucking Yeah, you know, yeah that's what it is. Baby names.
0: Next week's going to be Bella? Yeah. All right. Baby names, because you didn't hear me on the first, the when I when I wanted to do the Perry Cox thing, but it's okay. Did it already get taken away?
1: Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So, uh, Mike and I went and saw Valerian, of course, this week, and uh, I I just want to point out that there's certain things that I'm I'm attuned to when it comes to Hollywood. Uh, Mike usually knows the details of things much better than I do, but certain things I, I'm I'm usually fairly. Aware of, and one of them is about sci-fi films, especially space-related sci-fi films. Um, a lot of times they don't do good in the United States because audiences just—I don't know—audiences are picky motherfuckers,
0: man. If, if, alien Covenant.
1: You know, like, like alien, even Alien Covenant Covenant is not not doing that well. You know, over here it, it's made like seventy-five million. You know, in the states, um, it—you know—the movie I think's got like a one hundred twenty-five million dollars budget, uh, but. Other movies, too. There's other side. I mean, you even go back to the original, uh, uh, not the original, but you know what I mean. The Fifth Element, uh, Luc Besson's 1997 film, which is a classic, which is weird to say because I saw it in theaters (laughs) and just say it's a classic now, but it is. Um, That movie, even though it made a bunch of money worldwide, it did not make that much over here. It made way less than its production budget over here in the States. made
0: $232 million.
1: Yeah, worldwide, yes overseas though it took it took in way more than it took in over here over here it was not a success um and my prediction is i now not worldwide okay for valerian my prediction for valerian is domestically the movie is not going to do good here because so what because i don't know why you even need to fucking say that but um mr, mr. downplay
0: but i'm not downplaying anything just I, I made oh, a, I, I made have a, I have a I have a response to this. I have okay.
1: I made a prediction a long time ago <coughs> that Valerian will not do good here because American audiences for some reason don't like to go see a lot of space movies.
0: That, Guardians of the Galaxy. That, Guardians of the Galaxy two.
1: That aren't usually those are Marvel properties, dude. I mean, so... I, I'm talking about those are the safe ones to go to. Uh, you know, everyone knows about you know. Marvel setting it all up, be connected with all the other shit that they're doing, you know, or avatar, how much, you know, James Cameron, his name's on it and how much they pimp the shit out of that movie and Star Wars and Star Trek. Those ones are the, are what I call the safe sci-fi movies for, for American audiences to go to. But when you go in, when you seem to have something else that, that is a different idea, like say Dark City or Fifth Element or, or even this one, Valerian and the city of a thousand planets, it, A lot of, are fucking Jupiter Ascending, even though it's not a good movie, you know, or John Carter of Mars. You have movies like those, a lot of people just aren't interested in seeing them. Sure, you're going to have a core group of sci-fi fans, but I'm talking (laughs) about overall American audiences just don't. It's not true.
0: You're completely wrong. Completely wrong. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because you're focusing on the fact that it's sci-fi, Okay. Uh, it has The genre has nothing to do with it. It's space-related sci-fi. doesn't matter. Space-related, fucking Blade Runner-related, whatever type of sci-fi space-related, okay? doesn't matter. The reason for that is is simple. It all comes down to one thing, story.
1: When we saw the trailers a long time ago for this movie and you were excited about it, this movie's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to do great. It's going to kick ass over here, right? It's you know the movies is just you didn't know that the story wasn't going to be that good for this movie,
0: okay? You I was interested and I liked it.
1: Yeah, and you 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 pretty much thought that it was going to do really well, okay? My prediction was that it's not going to do well over here. Regardless, if I'm not talking about you know the fact that Luke Besson already has this movie paid off, which is very intelligent on his part on his behalf doing that. I, I'm not talking about that. I know the movie's already paid for. It's good. I'm talking about just over here, the way a lot of American audiences are, okay? They just look look at Dark City. Dark City is a very good movie. No. Very good. It is a very good movie, very you know, it's very clever, and yet it did not do well over here. Fifth Element did not do well here. 63 million dollars.
0: Here. That ain't shit. 63 million dollars. What was the budget for it?
1: The budget was like 95 for the Fifth Element? Yes. The budget was huge for that movie. I had to look it up on something else because it's not. You're right. On. It was
0: a hundred million. I thought it was a seventeen, million. why did I think it was seventeen? The fuck is wrong with me.
1: Yeah, so domestically the fifth element was a flop
0: here. So what? Again, dude, people that make movies that are not from America don't give a fuck about America. It's just it's just icing on the cake. I I listen to me. That's what I'm this trying is, to say. This is
1: bugging the fuck out of me. I'm trying to make a statement on something and you keep <laughs> saying so what? I know. So what? So what I that's my statement. American audiences are fucking picky and they're weird about things. Okay. Okay? Fifth Element's a great example because we're talking about Luc Besson. Okay. Right? So, I'm saying that regardless if Valerian's a good movie or not, this movie was almost destined to fail over here because that's how American audiences are. No, dude. Look, you had... Look, 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 look. For example, before Jupiter Ascending came out, you had two... Shit movie with a bad fucking plot. Okay. And I agree. After war, After the fact... But beforehand, before you know anything about it, the Wachowskis' names on it, so you might it shows a little bit, It maybe some interest in there. All right, but the selling point: Channing
0: Tatum and Mila Kunis. That doesn't that shit doesn't matter, dude. You're missing a huge part of this whole thing, missing a huge part of it. What, Mike? When people go see movies, what's what's the fu- first fucking thing that they do after they go see the movie?
1: They say what they thought about it.
0: Yeah, and then they tell everybody. Yeah. This movie sucks. Don't fucking waste your time. But Jupiter Ascending looked interesting before we saw it. It doesn't matter if it looked interesting or not. Before we see the movie, has nothing to do with it. Take that out of it. It's after. The box office is built on all these bean counters going, this is how much the movie is going to make, and this is what blah, 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 right? Yeah. Okay. When a movie comes out and people go see that movie... They're going to go tell their friends, don't fucking waste your time. That's why we have movie critics. That's why they, and, and what bugs me about the movie critics is these people that go see the movie months in advance. Yeah. And then they give some fucking glowing review of the movie, which is not even true because they're getting paid. Yeah. Oh, they're little fucking corporate shills. And then people go see this, and then we, then we get sucked into going to see this movie. And then we come back and we're like, fuck this movie. Right? Yeah. Or, or in the case of The Fifth Element, which should have done much better. But because Luke Besson... and they marketed the fuck out of it over here. I know, but because it, it's different yeah. than what people are used to. Now, that's a movie that's also grown a cult status. Okay, it's yeah. a good movie. Is it a great movie?
1: Mm. Its style is great.
0: It's it's really cool.
1: Yeah, its style is great. I but it's not fucking. I, would, I wouldn't say it's an overall great movie. Look,
0: it, is it Die Hard great? <laughs> no. That's 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 Look if you can hit the diehard great level
1: Yeah but most things can't hit the diehard great level
0: Doesn't matter If you can hit the If you can get close to the die hard great Look You got a good movie
1: Fifth Element has over 20 years man It has It's grown a fan base That And it's got memorable characters Great memorable characters
0: But Okay That's fine And that's
1: gonna bleed into my, my review for this movie
0: but here's the here's the problem with your whole argument about I don't know. America- why I need to shoot my idea down. I'm not shooting right. your idea down. I'm adjusting it.
1: Okay, adjust. It. Okay,
0: then then I'll shoot it down. Your whole idea is shit because you, you're taking the wrong you're you, you're you're taking the wrong avenue. Okay, and then your whole idea is not shit. I'm just I'm you know if if you're gonna be a dick to me, I'll be a dick. But the idea of Americans not liking sci-fi or any of that is is a horseshit way to go about going into the Valerian review.
1: I said Americans don't like certain kinds of sci-fi different kinds that are they're They're just it seems odd to them. They like something familiar, something comfortable. Star Trek's been around for a long time.
0: Star Wars has been around for a long time. Okay, Star Wars is technically not a sci-fi movie, and It's that's, a fantasy. And that's movie. why
1: I say space-related sci-fi, don't okay. I? Okay,
0: space opera. That's okay. what that, but that's what Valerian is. is a sci-fi sp- fantasy, right? But it's not. It's a whole genre unto itself. That's why they call it space opera. It's fucking, it's same shit. Doesn't matter. We're we're fucking splitting hairs. Again, that's not true, because it doesn't matter what type of movie it is. Okay the genre take the genre out of it it's not necessarily sci-fi it's anything that makes us the fucking egos of the world uncomfortable in 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 the way that you're right is if it's different then they don't get it
1: people like familiarity
0: i understand that but again
1: i'm not saying i agree with him i'm saying that that when it comes to these kind of sci-fi movies these kind of... Stuff. Look, you you want to do this whole big picture thing. I'm narrowing it down to something.
0: I don't give a fuck about big picture. I'm trying to get to a point here and the point is is that who gives a fuck about familiarity? How about this?
1: I'm trying to give my side of this review. I'm going to give it. You give your side and hopefully we meet in the middle.
0: Right, but again... All right, do your thing and then, and then I'll do my thing. <laughs> all
1: right, So... I just I knew that this movie was not going to do well over here because just American audiences they're, they're fucking weird. So, um, but regardless, because this movie has a lot of selling points to it. I mean, the first selling point, of course, you got Luke Besson on it. Luke Besson, I mean, guy has made a shit ton of uh, he, his, his American films are good, but if you've actually taken the time to watch some of his his actual French films, there he does those even better. It just I'm, it's not my style, I'm not much of a foreign film uh, fan, but whatever this look i'm going to compare this
0: movie hold on what fuck you and your sci-fi bullshit
1: so yeah uh so Luke passant look there's certain things you have to compare with okay when you when you when you when you when you're talking about you know alien movies with spielberg you always go back to et or or some people might even do close encounters right or the world depends on the person but usually <laughs> you got the go to right yeah right But so you know, tar- talking about one that didn't work or Tarantino yeah, you go back to pulp fiction because most people use pulp fiction is cuz that's usually considered by most as its greatest you know that set the bar right so S-
0: i have a question real quick what so does the grindhouse movie count as one of his 10
1: uh he has the de- death roof yes hmm. yeah okay
0: cuz so he de- hates that fucking movie
1: i i know i i you know i, I think maybe cuz he was trying to have too much fun or something i don't know anyway so yeah, when it comes to sci-fi movies or space opera, sci-fi slash fantasy, whatever you whatever you have it, right? Um, you when it's Luke Bassan doing it, um, you have to think about his best, and his best is The Fifth Element. All right. So when a movie when you finally see he's doing another movie twenty years later um, that is you know similar in style, then you're gonna have comparisons to it, especially when the mo- the previous film was so damn good. So and Fifth Element is a movie that has grown on me so there's things that the reason why i have my likes and my dislikes for this movie are a lot of them are based on comparing it to the fifth element the style of it and the and the replayability and all that stuff like that This the humor all that so that's what i'm gonna get into but first um let's do the summary of the film before i get too far away with my myself and my tangents all right so movie is pretty much set seven years or seven (laughs)
0: Seven years into the future. Oh, that's that's not that far.
1: Uh, Seven centuries into the future, um, which is the 28th century. uh, For the layman, that's in the 2700s. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks for... Some people are like, oh, this is the 2800s. That's an honest mistake. Fuck you. All right. So (coughs) there is a space station named Alpha, which is... It is home to millions and millions of creatures from hundreds of races from different planets. And they all live peacefully together and they exchange their knowledge with each other and their cultures. It started as a space station around Earth and then it kept growing and growing and growing until its own mass was so huge that it had to be pushed off into space so it could be its own thing. Like
0: to... I can't it, remember the name of the... Its own planet. The Perseus cluster or whatever Yeah, the fuck so it was
1: like by the time we get to this movie it's like 700 million miles away from Earth now.
0: Yeah, it's taken... Yeah. Well, it's taken this long. Yeah, it's it's huge. Seven hundred years,
1: right? So, um, so yeah, and now the uh, ma- major and fucking lieutenant—I don't know what the hell they're—special agents Valerian and Laureline are special agents to the human police forces, and they have a job to do. <laughs> and then that's where we cue in Clive Owen and and the fucking aliens, and the and the blah, 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 and the heretofore. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the quick summary of the movie before getting into what they have to do. They have
0: a job to do. Yeah, we don't have to get into the whole thing because we're going to talk about that. Yeah.
1: So uh, pretty much, let me get my, my likes out of the way uh, for this movie. Uh, the first thing, of course, I mean, this is just like when you watch a Pixar movie. Uh, the visuals are very, very good. Visuals are, are outstanding, but I have a contrast to that, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, the... Uh, the there was one scene in this movie that was so well done and so cleverly written and everything, that it just it it stood out from the whole rest of the film. And that is what I pretty much call the interdimensional caper chase. All right, where they you know they you know uses that that fucking gun thing where he has his hand in there and it puts it in the right. Yeah, that was so cool that I was actually on the edge of my seat during that whole entire sequence.
0: Yeah, Ooh. the uh, the uh, the hidden. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was like
1: an alternate dimension or something. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was was like trying to wrap my brain around the concept of it while I'm watching it happen, right? That scene was so cool and it was fun. The visuals on it, everything. It it was just like, okay. But that's the problem, though, is that 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 scene sets the bar in this movie itself. And, you
0: know, it's the black market is where they're at. Yeah. In order to see the entire black market, you have to put on these special glasses. Yeah so
1: yeah another thing I liked about the movie or was helmets. the whole entire intro sequence where you had um, David Bowie's Major Tom playing and, and it shows the growth of the station over the years and how they greet um, you know um, first they greet peoples of earth right you know coming up they're finally advancing on their own they can go to the space station and so the, the, the people that are doing the space station commanding the space station they're meeting all these new people every few decades or whatever right and then all of a sudden it advances to when they're greeting they're new alien species and stuff like that that whole thing was fucking awesome. I mean, the the whole thing it just had me glued to like I'm like, dude, this, I'm into this movie. I'm really gonna get into this because if they're putting this much effort into the style of of having all these different aliens come on and and everything, it, it's just like a, a a better Men in Black or something. You know, when the Men in Black all all the aliens meet down in the headquarters. You know, when they're traveling and shit. Right. This was better. This was like way better done. Um, so you had and you had like I said, you had the cool music playing. So all that got me hyped in the movie and then you had that chase sequence that i just talked about the interdimensional one right afterwards so the whole beginning of the movie pretty much except for some character stuff that i'll get into in a minute was really well done especially visually and, and stuff like that in the action um also this movie had there were some very interesting characters in there um it's hard to name them off but the ones that really stood out to me um was john goodman's character um it was an egon cyrus or cyrus um, as a, you know like a pretty much what is he like a, a gun runner or whatever you want to call it or, yeah um, his character was really cool. it would have been nice to see him pop up some more you know uh, in the movie than he did because he was only in like what a fifteen minute you know piece if that right mm-hmm. um, bubble 's character played by rihanna was uh, interesting um, and at first, I had a problem with the scene, but then as it played out and she became important for the for the moment that she was in then it it, 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 it paid itself off. You know what I mean for her character, but at first I was just like it just felt like exposition when they were doing the dance scene with her, the whole routine. I'm like, it just feels like they're trying to do this just so that they can have a, you know, a special moment for the film, like like the Pava Laguna scene from Fifth Element. Right? right. So that's
0: exactly how I felt.
1: Yeah. Um ooh, I need to write that down. That was good. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and the other thing that I liked, um, well, it, there were in, it's hard to name some of the characters, but. Sorry, I had to write something down. Those three guys, they were kind of like duck uh-huh. and they all spoke in unison with each other, and right. went, you know, they could each continue each other's sentences. Those ones were hard to find on the database to figure out who what their names were, because I couldn't remember it from when I saw the movie, right? Because it's just so much. You, this movie is like taking a whole lot of information, right? A whole lot of visual information more than anything else. Oh, by the way, uh, 3D didn't really work for me for this movie, did it? Did it for you? Not like it did for Spider-Man Homecoming. No,
0: it, it was
1: like a waste of time yeah i don't know yeah gotta write that down okay so um and then yeah and then but like i said there were some interesting characters in the movie you know i i didn't i don't i didn't really care for the avatar people you know you know the avatar people with their own planet and their little fucking pearls and their cute little animal that does all the multiplying and shit right but there was ele- i mean the beauty of it you know their were their world they lived in and all that stuff that was cool uh but it only goes so far you know and then the fact they had uh Elizabeth Debicki who I thought was Kate Blanchett when we were watching the movie doing the voice for the King. Uh-huh. That was kind of weird. But I was like, eh, you know what changed up a little bit. All right, fine. Um, but yeah, that was Elizabeth uh, Debicki who was, you know, she played the gold queen in uh, Guardians of gardens galaxy part two. Right. Um, she's got a very similar voice to Kate Blanchett's. Uh, the only other thing that I can think of that I liked in the movie, um, was the, uh, the scene where, uh, Dandy Hans' character Valerian is walking through the market and they're playing the Wyclef Jean trying to stay, we trying to stay alive song that he did back in 1997. Cause I love that song. it, it It's stupid to most people, but to me it's like a hyped up song. It hypes me up. You know, it just it gets me in the groove of shit and I'll put that on sometimes before I listen to the podcast, um, to get me hyped. Uh, I love the fact that they played it in this movie cause it, it got me hyped for the scene, you know, that leads into, uh, when they meet, when you meet Rihanna's character bubbles. Um, uh also the also ca- uh, character sorry about this the uh the, was it the uh Ethan Hawke's uh Jolly the Pimp <laughs> was his name Jolly the Pimp i think i don't know all right uh yeah Ethan Hawke's quick uh, appearance was pretty cool too um but also i i don't know about you but i i love R- R- Rutger Hauer. he's one of those actors i never think about but when i see him i want to keep seeing him does that make sense sure and when he popped up at the beginning of this movie as the, the, the president of the Federation for Earth, I was like, oh, it's in the past. They're we're not going to... be called sh-.
0: Shingus. Those okay. Those three, those three yeah. characters. Yeah, Shingus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're resembling flightless birds with a snout instead of a beak.
1: Yeah, they have these really small wings that don't look like they, they do anything. Like they're like unevolving the wings or something. So, yeah, those three characters were kind of cool. They, they reminded me a little bit of a more intelligent... Um, remember the worm guys from Men in Black? Sure, it was kind of like that. This ver- movie's version of those, in a way. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, I you know, Ethan Hawke's character, his little cameo was pretty funny for a minute. But uh, then I have the other side of this, and the other side is well. You want to do yours or your positives first, or you want to bounce it? <laughs> you want to bounce it like a ball? All
0: right. I don't have many positives. I I like I like the the effects that so they were pretty fucking awesome yeah and
1: i could tell that like the concept art for this movie was probably pretty fucking amazing too yeah
0: but um
1: seemed to it just tried to brush through all this stuff try to brush through all this stuff that looked really cool but then it, it you know just to get back to the story and the story wasn't anything that special in, in the first place
0: yeah you know i mean some of the chase scenes some of the other stuff that happened i do like the little shingu guys thought those were pretty cool but
1: I you know I mean, is this better than Jupiter Ascending?
0: Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> this is not a shitty movie. No,
1: it's not a shitty movie.
0: It's just meh. <laughs>
1: it's just yeah, it, it's a touch above meh for me. That's you know. So, so what, what? That's all your positives are the visuals and a couple characters?
0: Yeah, I, I don't look. Here's my take on the whole movie. All right, and going to the whole reason why it didn't work. Okay. What works with this movie? Some of the characters, the Shingus, um, Herbie Hancock.
1: You liked Herbie Hancock,
0: yeah, because he wasn't a one hundred percent there all the time. Yeah, Cara Delevingne worked fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, John Goodman's character, you know that the whole opening see- scene, yeah, worked pretty good. Yeah, it was cool. You know, and then once they get to the city of a thousand planets. It kind of falls apart.
1: Yeah. It was like, let's just show you all the shit we got and then, you know, all the different sections.
0: And the atypical bad guy who's, you know, the Clive Owen guy that you know, I'm gonna do this because these guys freaking just blah blah blah. And that that whole that whole breakdown didn't work. All right. So here's my whole problem, and this is the reason why these movies don't work here in America. All right. And I'll go right to the source. When Star Wars came out, 20th Century Fox wasn't really happy with it. This movie is going to be shit. We'll <laughs> be lucky to break even on the movie. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Alan Ladd Jr. was the one that said, "I, I have faith in you. You know, this movie's going to this movie's going to you know do good, but you know you need to sell it. Yeah. All right, fine. So they went out and sold it. <laughs> but here's the thing: it's the story. Mm-hmm. We don't. Who gives a fuck about everything else that's going on in the goddamn movie, okay? My problem with the entire thing comes down to I don't care about Dane Dane's character. Yeah, Valerian. I don't care I care a little bit about Cara Delevingne's character Laura because Lyme. she actually showed some, you know, Chutzpah? <laughs> interest. Yeah. She actually had she, she was actually a decent character. And but, she wasn't pining after him. But I don't, I don't give a fuck about those characters because there is no emotion behind them. No. There's, there's nothing about those characters that makes me want to care about them. Yeah. So when I go and watch, and I watch Star Wars and we see Darth Vader come in, we see Princess Leia and she's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Right. And he's like, take her away. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then we, and then the droids go down to Tatooine. Yeah. And then they meet up with Luke, and then Luke meets with Obi Wan, and it's just this succession of things that are happening, right? Yeah. But we learn about Luke. We learn that you know he he's basically adopted, you yeah. know, and Van Brue and Uncle Owen, right? <laughs> and then he meets Obi Wan Kenobi, who knows too much about Luke, but he's kind of mysterious. Yeah. All right. And that, and that and then we get to Mos Eisley, and then Han Solo. All right. But we learn about these characters. As they go along their little, uh, little fashions of life. Yeah. 45 minutes into Star Wars and we finally get to the Death Star. Yeah. Give or take. It's like an hour, maybe an hour and 15.
1: Yeah, it's a build up.
0: <laughs> That's what's missing with these movies. That's why these, look, in, in, in the argument that we had at the beginning of the movie, and I'll tell you right off. The reason why these movies don't do good has nothing to do with their genre. It has everything to do with word of mouth. People go see these movies on opening day, and they immediately say, don't fucking waste your time going to see this movie. It was eh. Don't waste any money. Go see go see this or go see that. Go see Spider-Man Homecoming again. It's a much better movie. It is.
1: I mean, look, Ex Machina, It had great word of mouth, but yet no one went and saw it.
0: Right, but that, because it has no action. It's not an action movie. It's a talkie. Yeah. So that, and, you know, that... That aside, we're talking more action sci fi stuff. Yeah. Alien Covenant. Same thing. Meh. Most of the reviews, middle of the road. Yeah. It's it, it's and that's what you know, and then people people start seeing that and they go like, oh, well why am I wasting my time? It's fucking alien. I can watch Alien anytime. <laughs> right? So it's just upgraded graphics and shit like that. I don't need to waste my time. And that's the problem. The problem with this movie is we've been given characters we don't give a shit about. And and, it starts with the sixth book of the series. Yeah. Instead of the first. Why don't, why? Look, I know we're not trying to rebuild the wheel here, okay? But why?
1: Why not do things simple?
0: Well, yeah. Keep it why, simple. Why Why are you pulling a George Lucas? Hmm right he had no he had no choice he was just making star wars and all of a sudden it's boom yeah and he's like fuck now i've got to now There's fix a past this.
1: there's a past that wants to be delved into yeah
0: <laughs> now i've got to fix this and this is not the first story so i'll make it the fourth story yeah and and this is this starts off on the sixth book well you have to give us the characters you have to introduce those char- those characters to us yeah. to make us care
1: yeah i remember you reading uh, about the 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 comic and the Loreline character, she's from the past. That he he time travels and, and she goes with him. They're right? both time travelers. But she became a time traveler with him. Like he found her in the like eleventh century. Well, I think eleventh century France or something like that.
0: <laughs> I didn't read any of that, but I did. Uh yeah. 11, she's a peasant girl from eleventh century France. In the debut adventure Bad Dream, she rescues Valerian from the enchanted forest of Orlon. And then she discovers accidentally that Valerian is a time traveler and forced to bring her back to the galaxy. Blah, 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 blah. But see, that would have made a b- much better fucking story. Yeah. We would have learned who she was. We would have learned everything that's going on. Yeah. You know? And then we we would have learned that Valerian is this guy that is a kick-ass fucking, you know, save the day type of guy, this hero. Yeah. And as the series develops, she becomes more involved, you know? Yeah. And you can, you can, you can do that with one movie. But
1: this movie, the only way this movie tried to emotionally connect you to these two characters was by him trying to woo her in the bed, you know, and then it it went from him trying to woo her in the bed into um, him
0: wanting to marry her. Yeah.
1: You know, because she's so irresistible to him.
0: Hey, Lorraine, marry me. She's the only one who says No. No. No, I won't. You fucking bad imitation of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he looks, dude, Dane DeHaan looks bored in this movie.
1: Oh, he he, he looks like he's half a, half asleep, half awake. What, yeah, like whatever direction you're going into.
0: Like like he's on fucking heroin. Yeah, to
1: me he's to me he's like he's like a, a, a Xanaxed Leonardo DiCaprio from from when DiCap- Look, Dane DeHaan's 31, but he looks like he's fucking 17. Yeah. He looks like the young Basketball Diaries. Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Basketball Diaries fits because he was getting high as fuck in that movie. So there you go. That's what he is. He's Basketball Diaries DiCaprio sure. at the age of 31. Sure. For me.
0: Yeah. He, he doesn't yeah. sound anything at all like fucking Canteries.
1: Hey, don't get defensive. If you see it that way, you fucking see it that way. i That's fine. Whoa. All right! Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> now I'm turning into fucking butthead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's say our boobies. <laughs> uh, uh, boobies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boobies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Are you threatening me?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> this would have worked out so much better had they started off at the beginning, um, with the very first Book or you know taking from the very first novel.
1: Yeah, and you could have done the you could have started it off with the creation of Alpha still. You know what I mean? Because the creation (laughs) of Alpha still had nothing to. If you think about it, it just set up where they're at in the current you know the present day time, right? You you could have still done the Alpha with that with if you. Yeah, absolutely. You could have
0: started off with the whole Alpha thing, and then and then jump into fucking
1: whatever the story is from you know earlier
0: literally you could have jumped right into france yeah why didn't you know
1: yeah why didn't you yeah exactly you could have you know you could have even started off in france in the past before you even did the alpha thing
0: didn't even need to do that you start off with alpha to let everybody know that this is the future
1: yeah well i'm saying you could do that cool reveal thing where you know you don't need to
0: you don't need to because you you do it this way. You start off with the whole fucking, the, the alpha thing, I right?
1: Just, I just picture a whole Aladdin scheme, like, do you trust me?
0: Yeah. Do you trust me?
1: Yes. And so then he just grabs it, and then he takes it to the time portal.
0: Right, but no. Valerian. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Valerian. I'm Joe. <laughs> Bad director.
1: Fuck you, man.
0: <laughs> B-movie extraordinaire. The the debut adventure is called Bad Dreams. uh and she rescues Valerian from an enchanted forest. Yeah. So all you have to do is you go to, you, you, you do the same opening and you go to the command center. Yeah. And you have the guy say something along the lines of, can we still track him? Yes, sir. We know exactly where he is. Boom. You cut right to 11th century France. Okay. Yeah,
1: if this is the sixth fucking movie, why has it not even been, I mean, this, the, the, this, this movie is based on the sixth book. Why wasn't it established in this movie that he's also a time traveler? It's not even mentioned. It's not even mentioned. It's like doing an origin.
0: T- like this is the first film to set everything up. Yeah, it's called the City of Shifting Waters. That's the, that's volume one. Uh-huh. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out. And this is a fucking popular comic series, by the way. Uh, and it's that, that's what you told me. Popular in America as well. Doug Chang. Who uh, was one of the, gra- the artists on Star Wars, Phantom Menace? Kept an entire volume uh, of the series next to him, so he could go through and, and reference a whole bunch of shit right here. Uh, where is it? Um, it's somewhere. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, Valerian and Star Wars. Uh, and the same thing with the Fifth Element. and Independence Day. Independence Day and all this other shit. So it, it's a very very popular series. The problem is, is that... Oh,
1: thank God this movie isn't resurgence. <laughs>
0: this movie's way better than resurgence. The The problem with this movie is you didn't, you didn't give us enough to feed off of. Yeah. And you didn't leave us wanting more.
1: Yeah, I just, I got bored. I got bored with Owen Wilson's character, and they, he's barely in the movie. Owen? Oh. <laughs> wow.
0: I'm sorry. Wow, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen wow. the Star Wars wow... wow. wow. Owen Wilson has lightsaber blades. You're missing out.
1: Clive Owen, sorry, Clive Owen's character is not in very much of this movie, and he still is boring as fuck when he shows up, which pisses me off because (laughs) Wilson Owen. I am a Clive Owen fan, and yet, and I haven't seen the guy in anything in years that I can think of that wasn't straight to video, straight to Netflix or something, right? Uh And then he's finally, he's finally in a big movie like this, and his character is this cliched, fucking secretive. General or commander who seems to be able to get away with everything, and everyone around was like, oh, "That was a pigeon." You know, it's like, "What the fuck? Like, how do you, how do you close off an entire gigantic, mega-sized space station to a whole to everybody?" And you saw how big that whole quarantine area was, right? Right. How How are you able to close that off to everybody, and no one knows shit? The aliens don't know shit. I don't know. It just—it didn't make sense to me. It's how the fuck are you coming? Oh, because you got these these special war robots protecting your back? Sure. It doesn't. No, it's, it 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 was weak to me. It felt like a story from an old sci-fi TV series. Yeah. It just—it it wasn't enough. It was—it wasn't enough. This whole oh, he destroyed a whole civilization and blah blah blah. Right. All right.
0: So. Yeah. The, the whole the whole concept of of hiding this because this happened and yada 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 when everybody knew that that happened in history. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. You can't, you can't hide the fact that you destroyed an entire planet. Yeah. Especially when you're on an advanced space cruiser that everybody knows exactly what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, look I, I don't want to knock Dane hand. I don't want to, but we got to. The guy is fucking boring. He was boring in, in uh, the movie I just watched, uh, Cure for Wellness. I rented that on, on Redbox recently because we didn't go to theaters to see it. You know, that I movie, didn't want to see it. The movie, to me, the movie is just like *Crimson Peak*. It's visually stunning, but after a while, the story gets so predictable and boring that the the visual style you don't even notice how good it looks anymore. It, it's just a waste of time. You're bored by
0: the end of it. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he was in um, *The Amazing Spider-Man* too. He was not exciting. I, in I that. didn't
1: like him as the Goblin in that, as you know, as the new Franco, I, I, and and also uh, in *Chronicle*.
0: He's you know, got weird ears. He,
1: I, I don't want to hate Dandy Hand, but dude. You got to show me something better than this fucking angry, this angry Yale scholar motherfucker. Okay, he I, just looks bored. He, Look he, at him. He looks yeah, and he looks par- like in this movie he looks partially
0: out of. He it. Looks like an Ivy League douchebag.
1: I don't want. to I don't. Wanna, you want to make yeah, fun f- of his f- appearance and go f- ahead. F- Peta. I don't hate. Look at his hair. I liked. Okay, I think the only thing I can think of that I liked him in was in Chronicle for most of it, and in the Metallica, um, motion picture thing that he he was. Further than ever. Yeah, he was decent in that because he didn't have much dialogue. Um, but that's it. I can't think of anything else I really liked him in, man. Yeah, just so, yeah, look, if you're going to It play was a bad choice. Oh, yeah, and he played the son in that movie I gave high praise to, Place Beyond the Pines, which he's in the second half, which is, that's the bad part of the movie. So, you know, he's trying to be Ryan Gosling in that movie, the son of Ryan Gosling, and he can't do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ryan Gosling's already set the bar. <laughs> so, um, if you're going to have this this iconic character, and I, I can I say iconic? Because... Even though I don't know much about Val- Valerian and Loreline, If you're going, going to still, have you, this
0: internationally well-known character, yes.
1: Yeah. If you're going to have someone like that, don't you think you should have someone more charismatic? You know, someone more, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't want to say camera friendly, but, you know, someone that just grabs your fucking attention, man. Yeah. Dane, Dane, uh, Dane Hand does not grab my attention. And I don't know who the fuck's attention it's grabbing, but he's, he's greasing the right palms or something in Hollywood. All right, I just don't know why. I don't know why certain actors get even pushed through, and he's one of them. Um, and what else? I there's look, it, the movie just brushes through everything. I mean, what else negative can you think about the movie, man? No? Yeah, I, I've, <laughs>
0: I've I've said my piece. It, right. it, the movie doesn't work for the most part. It doesn't work for me.
1: It plays more like a video game than it does like a movie at times.
0: Rihanna's all of Rihanna's scenes are just okay. Uh-huh. You can tell that she wasn't doing most of the dancing. You could tell it was a stunt woman or someone else uh-huh. because body changes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. She's not a good actor. She's not.
1: I. You know what? I. This, this. If I compare this to Battleship, she was fine in this. Battleship, she was bad.
0: She's not a good actor.
1: I, I, I'm not gonna put her on. I'm not putting her on a pedestal.
0: The whole. The whole idea of him going into this weird, fucking Wallace and Gromit claymation thing. <laughs> Uh, you, you know these these odd looking characters i mean and you've seen these odd looking characters in a lot of claymation things where they have the 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 hammerhead eyes yeah right and and you have you have the the girl whatever she is whatever these creatures are metamorph no the 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 ugly fucking creatures with the big eyes yeah yeah, yeah. and you know she's she's making all these faces ah, yeah you know, yeah i don't want that uh huh you know yeah. it, that was funny yeah but it's not enough yeah it it doesn't
1: no this movie this movie look and i compared it to the fifth element it, the, the, there's this sense of humor that goes along with the entirety of the fifth element that keeps you giggling while you're also entertained by the cool action and and the and the, and the, and the wonderful production design it, this movie i i'm just i'm 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 picking apart the visuals and and i'm not enjoying the humor I'm not enjoying the story, you know what I mean? If I start like looking at all the visuals and and, and caring more about how this looks than, than actually listening to the characters speak and 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 pay attention to the story, mm-hmm. then they have failed. Luke Passan has failed with this movie. Yeah, and I don't like saying that because I I like Luke Pasan a lot, man. But you failed with this fucking movie, dude. I'm hey, oh, sorry, dude. You just totally failed, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know what can I say ugly about this movie uh, it, it, the ugly the ugly with this movie would have to be I don't know <laughs> what what would you call the ugly for this movie I everything after the beginning I think okay the ugly is this for all the years for over two decades over two decades Luke Besson has wanted to make this to make Valerian and Laureline into a full motion picture and he finally comes to it and then it doesn't fucking deliver that's the problem it, it's, it seems like a waste of time to have this be a pet project for so long and for it to fail you know as much as it does that sucks that's the ugly man that's the ugly part of this yeah so um i, I i'm probably gonna I, I give the movie uh i'd say eh, I'm, I'm i'm between a 5.5 and
0: a 6 yeah i'm about 5
1: yeah it's it just yeah it, it sucks dude i i mean look the movie's already paid for that's great i'm glad it, that you know that Bassan's an intelligent businessman but that's not enough man you you're going to have to I don't even care I'm not even interested if they make another one of these movies that's it that's that's my piece all right all right so um my flick of the week um there's certain movies that I don't usually have much interest in when when you know cuz my flick of the week is the 2013 Spike Jones directed written produced blah 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 film called her um when we saw the trailers for this and, and in the trailers you have Joaquin Phoenix and he falls in love with an operating system voiced by Scarlett Johansson. And you know, the trailer looks kind of cheesy. It looks sentimental, but overall it's just like, okay, this is an awkward love story. Kind of like that, that fucking Al Pacino one where he fell in love with his blonde computer girl creation. Right. Where the fuck they call that Simone or something. Um, it, it just, I, I wasn't really that interested in, and, and, Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is one of those actors that I'm just not uh, it's weird I don't really care to go out and see a Joaquin Phoenix film but a lot of times after I've seen him in a movie he has not disappointed me he's usually impressed me I'm just not uh, just a forethought or you know anyway Um, but having said all that the movie Her is, is pretty much what the trailers show. It's in the future. You don't know how far into the future it is, but it's not like overwhelmed with technology. It's just technology is part of our culture, and so computers are everywhere and everything. And, and there's a character played by Joaquin Phoenix, who he's pretty much an introvert. He, he doesn't talk to people very much. He's very lonely because he's going through a divorce. He hasn't divorced yet, but he's been separated from his wife for almost a year, And who's played by Rooney Mara and he, he works at a business. Now this is the weird part. I don't really know how to fully explain his job, but his job is something like this. So just bear with me. He gets information from customers about letters that they want to write to people, but they don't know how to write the letters themselves. So then him and his clever wording and everything like that, he creates letters for them and then sends them to the people they want to send them to. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. And I guess that's an important part of his business that he's in, in this big building. And one of his co-workers is played by Chris Pratt, pre-Star-Lord, pre-six-pack, right? <laughs> and he's got with this creepy fucking mustache. But even Joaquin Phoenix has that creepy fucking fat 80s-style Magnum P.I. mustache. <laughs> so there's I have one major problem with this movie called Her, and that's this. After that movie came out, some asshole, some funny asshole, came out with a video that showed certain scenes in Her, Where if you focus on Joaquin Phoenix's forehead, you can see a face appear in it. And I thought it was just someone tinkering around like Photoshop or something, right? Well then I'm watching this movie and there's a few scenes where he's laying down or something, and so like more more of his fucking skin comes to the front of his forehead. And and then when he's frowning or anything, it starts to make the shape and you can see it. You can fucking see this face in his forehead so there were times where i kept staring at that and laughing my ass off because of those goddamn youtube videos i'll put that to the side this movie is not for everybody and i'm not going to recommend it for everybody this is a movie for for well for one thing for film buffs because of all the visual styling with it and and the 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 themes when it comes to the human condition with when it comes to relationships and stuff like that but for, for someone like me it it's an intimate film about being lonely, about you know regardless if you're a pussy and you're afraid to go out into the world and meet anyone or not, that's not the point. It's just about being lonely, and not being able to connect with people the way you want to connect with people and things like that. Um, I felt this movie. It was it was it, it was very you know I don't want to I didn't get blubbery about it, but it was it pays off really well because Scarlett Johansson, she's got a voice that is like a soothing uh i don't know like a soothing mentholatum or something i don't know but she, she, her character is so charismatic as his operating system that he falls in love with because her her uh, the operating system of her that sounds weird is programmed to keep learning as an ai and she keeps on becoming more and more realistic until it gets to the point where her ai actually even wants to break free from its own programming it doesn't go into fucking Johnny Depp, you know, transcendence mode or anything like that. It doesn't. The movie stays grounded with its, with its own subject matter. It doesn't try to venture off, right? And I don't want to give away the end of the movie or anything like that. But the, the relationship that, that, that grows between Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson is so believable and so well played out that they, they can almost at times make you forget that she's just a computer program. And that's it, because you don't ever see her face. You just hear her voice, and that's it. And she watches him through a little camera thing that he's got with him at all times. Um, and yeah, it, it's got some funny scenes in it. Spike Jones knows sense of humor really well. Um, there's a video game that, that that Joaquin Phoenix is playing throughout parts of the movie, and this little alien character cusses back at him when he interacts with him and stuff, and and it's voiced by Spike Jones. It's fucking hilarious. There's there's a scene where he goes on a blind date, or Walking Phoenix goes on a blind date with uh, Olivia Wilde, and and everything's going good until he starts to act weird about certain things, and then she it freaks her out and she runs off. And um, there's this scene that's really uncomfortable and but funny is where because they can't touch each other because she's a computer program, of course there's these things called surrogates where there's someone who understands their relationship and wants to help with it. So what she does is she puts in an earpiece and a camera like a little mole on her face. That looks that's a disguised camera into it, right. And now she pretends to be the, the operating system, you know, the living embodiment of it. And then she can be sexually, you know, with uh, with, the, with the human right with Joaquin Phoenix. So there's this whole scene. And it's just uncomfortable. And it's awkward, but it's funny um it just it just works um it is also uh, <laughs> there, there there's a lot of human moments in it it's very um adult oriented with like uh, like sexual phone calls and and you know phone sex and stuff like that it's funny and it it feels very personal and very human and like i said it, it it's for it's for lonely people I, I i those are the people that would really really enjoy a movie like this and understand it more than the average person uh, if you're not someone that's like that, then it's more, I would say it would play off more as like a chick flick with with bright colors. But to each his own, Her is a very excellent film. It won the Oscar for Spike Jones for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, and yeah, it's I, I highly recommend it. it uh, I currently watch it on HBO Now. All right. Uh, also, the movie's got a 95% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Her. I forgot to mention some actors in there, but that that's right. Amy Adams. And Kristen Wick. Kristen Wick is just a voice on a phone, which well, is hilarious. <laughs> didn't mean to make you fall asleep there, but uh,
0: go ahead. I didn't fall asleep.
1: Uh, I know. You're tired because it's late as night. We, we do a lot of shows in one evening. So, yeah, I went a little long on that one because I really like the movie, and I, I think that a lot of certain people could, could re- really enjoy it. No, and I,
0: so. I think that's important because on some of these, look, we're trying a new style. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to beat around the bush on this one.
1: Or lay out the format.
0: Yeah, and our format is give a summary and tell you guys why it works or why it doesn't work, the good, the bad, the ugly type of thing. Yeah. Because ultimately, every review does the same thing. Oh, hey, this is Laura Lee, Valeria, uh. Luke on and all this stuff, and blah, 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 blah. And it's all the same so in uh, and, like I said, we listen to quite a few podcasts, and what it comes down to is we're boring <laughs> <laughs> it's time it's it, we got to turn the corner, and I know that this show is going long already, but I was just telling this to Joe, I was sitting there listening to him talk about her, this is kind of weird to say <laughs> the, the movie, movie. Yeah. and I'm sitting there, and i'm I'm listening to him. <clears throat> in case I need to say something or interject or ask a question. But as he's talking, he's already answering all the questions anyways. And then I started thinking, okay, we're going too long, which technically we are going too long. We're 50 fucking minutes into this goddamn thing. And then I started thinking, well, am I just being selfish because I want to talk? And part of it is, yeah, so just shut the fuck up and let him finish, right? (laughs) And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Look, we do the movie review to do the movie review, but our passion is the flicks that we pick. Yeah. You know, we pick them and flick them. There we go. And
1: I... That was a video store I used to run from when I was a kid. Pick and flick? Pick, and fl- pick a flick video. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, and then but, my account got ruined because my uncle brought a movie back late and he threw it at the fucking employee there. Threw the videotape at the fucking employee. Lost our account. Oh, no. Asshole.
0: Oh no He's you, dead now though So it paid off. It paid itself off y- Your life will never be the same
1: No ever Never So Thank you Thank God for Blockbuster Are
0: we done? Sure Jesus <laughs> 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 Fucking Christ <laughs> never, gonna on, forever, know, never gonna get done Come with on Let's take it forever man I know We're never gonna get done With the podcast Because you don't shut up Um <laughs>
1: When's it gonna be time for me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I completely lost my train of thought with this whole thing.
1: Yeah, but for time, that's what it is. No, it's not. It's, it's not condensing vamping. this down. It's condensing this down. I and know, but popping, popping. Poppin'. Yeah, I know. You Keep it going.
0: Fucking, you made me lose it. Thanks. In a good way. No. So as the show goes on, look, fucking movie reviews are boring as shit, and we want to do something that's not boring.
1: Hey, if 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 uh, Joe Rogan was doing a movie review, I bet you'd be interested
0: are still boring as shit have you listened to a movie review show
1: how many i love siskel and ebert man
0: i know but how many and and siskel and ebert look we've prided ourselves on trying to be siskel and ebert Uh, or siskel and ebert esque that's why we fucking argue uh and i don't give a shit you know (laughs) and then oh that's right because we got a one-star rating and i'm fucking i fucking find it hilarious because look joe and i actually hang out with each other you know, when we can in in, in at the movies and whatever else. Yeah. And, and we sit and we talk like after the movies, we'll sit and talk for two, three hours after the fucking movie. Yeah. And that's no bullshit. But we don't not dislike each other. It's not one of those things where we have this fucking heated relationship mm. where, you know, we pretend to, you know, deal with each other on the air and then go our separate ways. Mm. You know.
1: It's not a Felix and Oscar thing. No.
0: So when when we're having this discussion on the air and I get pissed it's a momentary thing or it's not really pissed i'm just i'm playing devil's advocate you know and we 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 started this from the beginning which is be honest it doesn't matter if we fucking yell at each other or whatever else we don't carry it with us we don't stay on it and we don't take it personal because that's bullshit the other side of this is is that most of it's a gimmick if i'm pissed off at joe for some stupid reason you know like I'm going to say like 75% of the time it's a gimmicky thing. Unless it's Star Wars. Even then. <laughs> it's 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 a gimmicky thing because it's a show. Conflict is good. And we get, like I said we got a one star review cuz some guy got pissy with me and I think it's fucking hilarious that, you know, he 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 was so angry about it that he actually left us a bad review.
1: All right, you better not fucking name him. Don't give him that notoriety.
0: Oh, fuck that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> my review is uh hot shots part one and if you haven't seen hot shots part one then <sighs> that
1: i think that movie Fuck. fueled the parody um fire during that time no like it fueled it like it kept no like it may it may it kept parodies being really popular at that time period
0: no no uh-uh could
1: you say no one more time
0: uh-uh it started with kentucky fried movie stars Charlie Sheen, Carrie Elways, Valeria Galino. It's a parody of Top Gun. It's
1: a time period of movies, uh, the period of, yeah.
0: And God damn it, it's funny. I watched it a couple of days ago and it still holds up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carrie Elways is so good in this movie, it's sick. Uh, you know, he plays, you know, Iceman. Charlie Sheen plays Topper Harley who has this problem because his dad dies, you know, he yeah. loses control of his plane and ejects. Leaving his co-pilot Dominic Millman Farnham, who's Ryan Stiles, to crash alone. Yeah. <laughs> Although Millman survives, he's mistaken for a deer, you know, and we find out that <laughs> 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 we find out that fucking uh, John Cryer's character. And this is another funny I thing. I forgot I'm, that John Cryer was in this. I'm gonna point out something here that's kind of funny. Three of the main cast of Hot Shots also starred in um, Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Which is which is funny. <laughs> Ryan Styles, Charlie Sheen, John Cryer.
1: That's right. Ryan Styles was the 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 new husband. Yeah, forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> but there are some great moments in this movie. I mean, some really really great moments. Uh-huh. Like when Charlie Sheen is talking to John Cryer's character who has walleye vision. Yeah, and he's looking looking at him like, you okay, it, buddy. In the fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah, it hey, was going on. But I forgot about
1: this. Yeah, I've seen it so long. You know,
0: like you're looking through the uh, the peephole, the eye, yeah. the eye hole, right? And then it's not just him. Like the the sergeant, the, the 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 drill instructor, yeah, does the same thing. You know, until until Charlie Sheen gets involved. You know, and it's the same old shit. You know, your butt's writing checks, your mouth can't cash. Blah yeah. blah blah. And the movie's full, filled with with the same one liners from like Airplane and all this other stuff. You know. With it, with a you know, a hospital. Have you heard of it? Yes, it's a place where people go to get treated for, you know, medical pr- problems and, and have surgery. Why? Well, it's not important right now, you know, type of thing. But yeah. that's not important right now. So, basing this off of Top Gun, this is what works with Hot Shots. Everything from point A to point B. Yeah. Okay. All the scenes with Charlie Sheen in it are really funny because he plays a straight man. Yeah. You know, and it, it's so well done while well, everything else is going on behind him uh with all the with all the stupid um background jokes and shit like that yeah and then the parts that don't work which is kind of the end thing the end thing where they have to blow up Saddam Hussein and you know the the <laughs> the oil field or whatever the fuck it is this this that that whole part didn't work for me but
1: and then the dance with wolves <sighs> ending
0: no the dances with wolves ending was fine because they had already set that up at the beginning. Yeah. It's the it's the Saddam Hussein where he's sitting there drinking a drink. You know, that was like a throwaway fucking scene, and yeah. it wasn't necessary. But they just wanted they, – they threw it in there because it's 1991. Propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to make fun of Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Fine. That That's fine. Fuck
1: Iraq. Yeah, I got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but everything else about the fucking – the quotes – well, there was a, there was a quote when, hold on a second, I need to fucking look up one of the quotes because it's really goddamn funny. Hmm.
1: I love the, uh, Lloyd Bridges, man, when he, he did the, just, when he's eating the pudding and he says to Kevin Dunn's character, he says, pudding, and he fucking spits right onto Kevin Dunn's face. My <laughs>
0: God, man, do I have to think of everything? <laughs>
1: and, he, and he just, Kevin Dunn doesn't like react to the fact that he just got pudding spit on his face. said he's just like, no thank you, no thank you, sir.
0: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, my father used to say that not playing to win is like sleeping with your sister. Sure, she's a great piece of tail with a blouse full of goodies, but it's just illegal. God. (laughs) Then you get into that whole inbred thing. Kids with no teeth who do nothing but play the banjo, eat applesauce through a straw, pork farm animals. (laughs) (laughs) You know? What do you do with an elephant that has three balls? Walk him and pitch to the rhino. Exactly. And that, you know, things like that. I can never find time for love. It's just, it's too heavy. It's an anchor that drowns a man. Besides, I got the sky, the smell of jet exhaust, my bike. A loner, no, I own it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking. But, but some of the call call signs, You're behaving like children. He's being a jerk. I'm not. R two. I'm not. My eyes are ceramic. Caught a bazooka round at the little at Little Big Horn, or was it Okinawa, the one without the Indians? <laughs> God, <laughs> fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. Admiral Benson. Really, that's my name too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know what? I, I never saw. I don't. You know, I did. I did see the first Hot Shots in theaters. But the one that I always remember the most, though, was Part Deux. The one that, you know, emphasized on making fun of uh, Rambo more than anything, I think. That one was fucking, oh, God. I remember playing that movie over and over again. Especially with the the fart sub.
0: Yeah. I got walleye vision. Isn't there something that can be done? Well, there's a delicate corneal inversion procedure called a multi-optipupiloptomy. Multi-optipupiloptomy but in order to keep from damaging the eye because they have to go through the rectum. Ain't no man going to take that route with me. (laughs) Oh, here it is. Yankee Doodle Floppy Disc. This is Foxtrot Zulu Milkshake. Checking in at 700 feet. Request position to land. Permission. Roger that, Foxtrot Zulu Milkshake. You're cleared to land. Welcome to the Mediterranean. This is Yankee Doodle Floppy (laughs) Disc. This fucking, some of the shit, slipped on a crab. Who put that crab there? I didn't see any crabs, sir. Don't tell me. There were two crabs. They work in pairs. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just, I'm trying to find the ones where they're where they're talking on the uh, the mic. God damn it, I can't ever find them. I need clearance to land on runway 30, 30-something. 30 30-something's 30, 30 been canceled. <laughs> oh, come on, where are you? You have the whitest white part of the eyes I've ever seen. All right, so anyways, it's... <laughs> the, Everything about the fucking movie works for me. The, the only problem I have is that the end, where they blow up the... Uh,
1: they drop the bomb in Saddam's lap? Yeah,
0: they drop the bomb in Saddam's lap. And it's, it's not... it that, that was just a waste.
1: I think that it worked for the time period it was in, but now it's just like, eh.
0: <laughs> right there. Alpha Velveeta, knuckle underwear, you were cleared for takeoff. When you hit that nuclear weapons plant, drop a bomb for me. Uh, Sphincter mucus, Niner wing, ringworm. Yeah. <laughs> just the, it's, it's that shit right there That made me laugh Espresso uncontrollably Especially when they can
1: spit it out Without like slipping They just Yeah
0: Quick nurse Check his penis See if it's longer than mine <laughs>
1: Alright Did you like Part 2?
0: Yeah it was okay
1: Alright You know what I think uh, Why didn't they ever make a Part 3? I don't fuck. You know what It doesn't matter
0: Yeah Hey everybody Drinks are on me <laughs> Everybody just fucking Rushes into the bar <laughs> That was actually a good one too So
1: Alright Hot shots Yep all right, so uh, once again, Mike and I did not go to Comic Con because fuck them. <laughs> fuck them and their early ticket bullshit and their overpriced and their crowding and the. and the, it's, a whole, it's a nightmare, dude. Yeah, the here to and the wherefore. Uh, but we did see a bunch of the trailers that came from that shit. Uh, of course, the big one is the Infinity War trailer, which, I mean, look, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. It's already been leaked. Might as well just fucking show it. Um, you know, bring out the the you know, the, the, the official trailer because it's already been seen. Yeah, just fucking release I it. know why they're not, though. I, I could see probably cause, because Ragnarok hasn't come out yet. And you're already showing that fucking Thor, I mean, well, spoiler alert, <laughs> Thor, you know, is flying through space, right? And he lands on the front of the of the, Guardians Dude, the, of the Galaxy the, ship.
0: The, the whole idea for the trailer, the, the whole summary for the trailer was released months ago. Somebody leaked it. Somebody found out what it was and and leaked it online. Okay.
1: So anyway, it, look, it, it's blurry. It's fucking the sound isn't that great. There's someone's fucking head taking up almost half the screen. It, it it's not the greatest of of teaser trailers, but it's very interesting and I mean it, it gets you hyped, man. All right, it, it just it looks really fucking cool, and I you know and then also you have the new uh, Ragnarok trailer, which just it, it's pretty much the first trailer but with extra stuff added in to it, right? Yep. Uh, the Justice League. There's the mystery guy showing up at the end. That's made to look like it's probably Superman. Who still I'm not getting the goosebumps, man. The only thing that those not tra-
0: even I don't even care. The only thing that, in those trailers, this is much better.
1: Yeah, the only thing in the trailers that's even that, that gets me, you know, that entertains me at all is is uh, Momoa as Aquaman. That's it. You know, it that there you gotta have more than that shit, man. It's fucking Justice League. Why isn't it? Why isn't it fucking exciting me more? We'll figure it out. We already went into that shit before. Uh, the also the uh, the the Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, <laughs> this shit. Spielberg's new movie called uh, Ready Player One, which is based off a book. I don't know anything about it, so I'm I not going to speculate. I know. You, I think you know a little more about this shit than I do. It's but just a pop culture book. Yeah, dude. but the the movie. Okay, the trailer popped out, and it looks really fucking cool. It looks like a Kingdom Hearts type movie where you just have all this shit where you have. You know, I saw the you know off the top of my head. I saw the Iron Giant. I saw battle scenes with Freddy Krueger in them, and you know, large scale battle scenes. Uh, Oh, it
0: had the the jousting fucking guys from the game Joust.
1: There you go. It had. You also had uh, the bike from Akira. You had uh, uh, the the DeLorean, of course, Back to the Future DeLorean, and there was other things also. You know, there's a shit ton of stuff in there. You know, uh, it looks very very interesting. It looks like it's going to be a shit ton of fun. Uh, I'm on board, and Spielberg's doing it. Okay, and I, I'm glad that Spielberg's doing something like this. Because what have, what has been our master complaint over the years <coughs> about Spielberg? His movies have gotten they they're they're good, they're always good, but they don't have that long lasting flavor of his eighties movies, right? You know, and so Ready Player One it, that that's a, like a what you call a harkening or something, right? Uh huh. So I'm definitely interested in that one. Yeah. You know, um, and. Okay. Also, the uh, Death Note—they released a new trailer for Death Note, um, where you get to see—it's blurry in the background, but you get to see Willem Dafoe's, um, you know, demon character. Fuck it, forgive me. Okay, because I, I saw the whole cartoon series of Death Note, but <coughs> I forgot the name of the, the of the demon that that you know that brings the the actual Death Note book to light, the character of Light. Um, but it looks very cool, and and the, and the and the uh, trailer ends with you, you know, like interested in seeing where's it gonna go right right so I, I, I really like that yeah that um, I wonder who was that on the ground next to uh, the Iron Giant
0: uh, a lot of people think that was Deadpool huh there's Batman damn just orcs Freddy Krueger yeah <coughs> this yeah. movie looks fucking great
1: and I like the Willy Wonka
0: see the Christine over there did you yeah. see it rewind it I can't help it if you're fucking blind
1: no I focus on certain things and why 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 ask why when how is so much more fun? Okay, I saw Christine.
0: Did you see the other vehicles?
1: I saw the Christine. Well, all the other vehicles look the same. Is that the A-Team?
0: Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun. What's that car? I can It's the s- same one, but there's a couple of other cars that are in here as
1: Interceptor. well. Interceptor.
0: Yeah. And uh, the Rush song, Tom Sawyer. Rush has a big part of it because it's a, is a huge part of the book as well because uh, the, the guy that wrote the book uh-huh. is a huge Rush fan apparently. Okay. So it's cool that they threw in Tom Sawyer.
1: Yeah, the only time I think I've ever enjoyed Rush is when I watched that movie called uh, I, L- "I, Love You, Man." I think it was. That was. Uh, that's
0: fucking cool. All those cars.
1: See, it looks like the, the, the wheels, man. I was, that was for a second.
0: <laughs> this fucking movie looks awesome.
1: It looks fun. It looks a lot of like a lot of fun. See, it looks like a Kingdom Hearts kind of thing. I with that key.
0: I don't. So. <laughs> so what? It means nothing to me, though.
1: Okay, now you say something to me, and then I'll say, so what? That
0: means nothing to me.
1: Let's see how empty it leaves your fucking soul feeling.
0: It doesn't. You know why?
1: Because you have no soul? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You soul as fuck. All right. Uh,
1: Lastly, the Stranger Things uh, season two trailer um, full length uh, popped out. And I really like this one because this show, I've watched the first season twice, and it really, I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it starts off with Dragon's Lair, then playing Dragon's Lair the arcade, and have you seen this trailer
0: yet? Yes.
1: Okay. So, the, and then it has it where it, you know all of a sudden uh, you hear the the leading into Michael Jackson's Thriller, and that, now look, everyone's heard of Michael Jackson's Thriller. It's not that special anymore at certain times, but when it plays in this trailer, it fucking flows with it, and I I I just it got it get me it got me more hyped for the new season coming up in October. Yeah.
0: So. With, with with uh Vincent Price talking, yeah, exactly. It's really fucking good, man. Yeah, I was impressed, I, and I haven't seen Stranger Things yet, and I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But
1: first season's eight episodes long.
0: But when I saw this trailer, all I could think of was like Hellboy. Uh yeah. And you know now he's not seeing anything, and then and then you hear Vincent Price come in, and then you hear the oh that was just a that was a short one. Yeah, no, here it comes. But yeah, I don't want to watch the trailer because the trailer season two gives a trailer gives away some shit. So this is not the na- normal trailer.
1: Luckily, there's a lot of things that it doesn't give away. So, um, not too much to spoil well for you. It. Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation. My recommendation is if you are when you do watch it, don't watch more than a couple episodes a day.
0: The reason why Valerian flopped at the box office.
1: Brr. Well, maybe they have a better take on it than we do. I don't yeah. Know. All right, so that's all I got, man. Comic Con had a bunch of stuff, it had Walking Dead and other things, but you know who gives a shit enough about more Arrow and Flash and so. That's all I got this week. You got anything else? Nope. All right, so <laughs> I want to do it, man. Let me do it. Let me do it. You're stupid, India. All right, I'm me. You're you. say la vie. See, it's catch you out. It's, catch you on the flip side. It's dumb, isn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah, because it, it should have just flowed off the tongue, but instead
0: it feels forced. Yeah. Like,
1: uh, we, uh, yeah,
0: I like the I, me, you're you. Yeah. That's but, fine.
1: But it just has to flow. I don't know.
0: I, me, you're you. This is Cine Escape Magazine Podcast. I'm have me, a yeah, nice day.
1: I, me, you're you. This is Escape. Fucking goodbye. Catch you on the flip side. There you go.
0: Bye. Good show! Jolly good show! Jolly good show indeed! Hakuna Matata, bitches!
1: This is the Cinescape Movie Podcast. We thank you for listening to the show, and if you have any questions or comments, you can email us or tweet us. My handle is at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. My handle—that's what I call it. My handle. You can tweet
0: me at. You can send me a tweet at. You can tweet me. At, you can follow me. Fuck off. All right. Yeah, follow. You can you know, follow me or tweet me at. Send a tweet to. All right. Follow. Follow would be better.
1: You can follow me on Twitter. Tweeter.
0: You can tweeter me. You can follow
1: me on Twitter at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe.
0: And for me, it is at. What about you? MPS fifty one fifty. Because I make it easy. Yeah, you do.
1: <laughs> so uh yeah share the show share the hell out of it
0: share give her some love I sound like little Nick have a good night hmm. this is the end oh, it's the end Finito, the end I tell you we're all going to nibble the dust
1: or go fuck yourself bah, bah, uh, uh.